Hi, I'm Tim, and this is Rethinking Church, where we take the assumptions and beliefs that we've held on to but are no longer useful and reimagine the possibilities. Too often, churches have held on to methods in an effort to keep a hold of a timeless message. But here at Rethinking Church, we like to rethink and reimagine what's possible and how we do things so that we can do the kind of ministry that actually makes a difference in our communities, in our churches, and for the people around us. Today, I want to talk about our disciple making. Too often, especially in our, our churches that have been around a long time, we are making disciples in a way that was really innovative a couple of hundred years ago. Too many of us are simply holding on to things that we've done because we've done them for a long time. You know, Sunday school can be really effective if it's done right, or it can be really frustrating when it doesn't have a real life-changing effect. You know, Sunday school began with people like John Wesley, who were creating a place for children of the community to learn on the weekends. They were learning to read by reading the Bible. They were learning how to be positive, impactful adults in their community while they were having to work all week long instead of go to school. You know, it continued to have an effect well into the 1900s. My grandfather was a pastor from the 1940s to the 1980s. And I, and I know that for much of that time, Sunday school had greater attendance than the worship service. I've been in ministry for the last 20 years, and I can't say that I've ever served a church in which Sunday school had higher attendance than worship. It's something changed, something along the way made it so that this ministry is not continuing to have the effect that it once did. I think there are lots of different reasons why a ministry may stop working may not be helpful anymore, why a program or a way of doing things needs to change. But discipleship is one that's really important to me. I think that when I think about the ways that I was formed and shaped into a disciple, there were lots of different approaches. I think that there were times when churches were focused on behavior modification, right? Like the church knew these are the four or five behaviors that disciples should have. And so we're going to make sure that they engender these four or five behaviors. And there's another list of eight or 10 things that they should never do. So if we can get them to not do the bad things and do the good things, then they'll be good disciples. And so it was a an effort to modify our behaviors. Then there was the knowledge-based approach. This was a class approach. And this is where, where Sunday school uh, has continued to try to lean is that with more information, we'll make better decisions. And so we want people to know the Bible. We want them to know the things of God. We want them to know the key doctrines, to know the key behaviors. And we think if, if we keep pouring on information that we'll make good disciples. The problem is we have fat-headed Christians who know a lot about the Bible and aren't doing a very good job living it out. We need a different approach to discipleship. And I'm not saying that there is one ministry that every church should embrace. You have to find a way 
that makes disciples in your community, in your context, in your time and season that works with who you are and what you're called to be and do as a church. You have to start, though, by defining what a disciple is. Many of us haven't taken the time to answer that question. This is what we believe a disciple is and what we believe a disciple does. So you even have a context for teaching those things. But I also want to encourage a simple and holistic approach to discipleship. First, it has to be simple. If you're going to pass on disciple making to the next generation and the next generation and the next generation of disciples, then it has to be simple and reproducible. We, we really need to have the goal of making disciples who can make disciples. And so there has to be a set of tools that are useful in making disciples. We have found at Hydrant Church, those tools are in the shape of three questions. Three questions that anybody can ask anybody else who is trying to follow Jesus. And those questions are, what is God asking you to do? We have built into that question assumption that God speaks to each one of us equally. We have the assumption that we are going to teach how to hear the voice of God in scripture, in prayer, how to discern his voice from other voices. And so that over time, we begin to have a greater and greater ability to answer the question, what is God asking me to do? Not really, what is God asking me to do with my whole life? Well, what is God asking me to do next? What is God asking me to do today? What is God asking me to do in this moment or in this situation? And when we have an answer to that, the question that follows is, well, do you have the courage to do it? Really, the question gets at the heart of what's holding you back? What's getting in the way of you doing what God is asking you to do? Do you need more strength? Do you need to learn something new? Do you need another skill? Are you just afraid? Are you insecure about your answer to the first question? What is getting in the way? Do you have the courage to act on what God is asking you to do? The truth is most of the time, the truth is most of the time, I know what God is asking me to do. I just am a little afraid to do it. He often pushes me outside of my comfort zone, asks me to do things I'm not sure I want to do, but he pushes until I come to this point of, asking this question, do I have the courage? Will I rely on his courage? He tells us in Joshua 1.9, don't be afraid, don't be discouraged, because he's with us wherever we go, that we don't have to be terrified, we don't have to worry, we can take courage. It is a gift that he gives us. And so we lean in in that courage, but the follow-up question for the one making disciples, for the one challenging, is to ask, how can we help? How can we help? We recognize that the discipleship journey is never just one person in Jesus, that ultimately each of us are responsible for our own actions, but that we need each other's help, each other's support. We need the knowledge and experience and wisdom that other people around us have. And so the discipleship journey is something we take together. We are made and formed into disciples day after day after day, as we answer the question, what is God asking me to do? Do I have the courage to do it? And who can help? If I'm asking myself those, myself those questions, I can ask who can help. But if someone else is asking those questions, then you ask this simply, how can we help? Recognizing that we have responsibility to help one another on this spiritual 
journey. As we do this, it takes a different approach. It becomes story formed. We are focused on the story of scripture and how it forms us as followers of Jesus and it's skills focused. Learning faith is a lot more like learning how to use a fork than it is learning physics. It's not about taking a textbook and reading and understanding. It's about putting a fork in your hand and trying to use it without poking your eye out. Have you ever seen a two-year-old get a hold of a fork? They might get a little food in their mouth. They will most definitely get it all over the place. You are happy when they don't hurt themselves or anyone else and get a little bit to eat. But over time, as they use the fork, they get more and more proficient and they're able to use it without our help, which after all is the goal of disciple making, right? To not have it so they don't need us to follow Jesus. And they're in a place where they can help someone else follow Jesus. So we're skills focused, skills focused and action oriented. Love is action. The gospel is action. Our faith is action. And so it should be action oriented. What is God asking me to do today? This assumes again, that he is the one guiding and directing and that I don't know what you need to do to be obedient to God. I know some general things that we all need to do, but how he's going to prioritize those and order those in your life and what he's going to ask you to do first and foremost is up to him. It's up to the spirit. I get to love you where you're at, offer you grace, offer you help, and encourage you to do whatever God is asking you to do. Lastly, I think that our approach should be holistic when it comes to disciple making. Everything we do should be about helping people to do what God is asking them to do. How helping them to be who he created them to be, to live in the way that he created them, in wholeness, in fullness, in joy, in a full life. This is our goal. And so every message we preach is about making disciples. Every time we teach is about making disciples. Every event that we have is about making disciples. All of them are tools and resources in our effort to make disciples who make disciples. We're not looking to modify behavior. We're not looking to fill people's minds with knowledge. We're not even looking to teach them the right beliefs. We're helping them to answer Jesus' call. Come follow me. Let's rethink discipleship and begin to make disciples who make disciples by doing whatever God is asking them to do. If you're rethinking discipleship, I encourage you to dig into this. Look and see how Jesus made disciples. And as you do, keep thinking, keep trying, keep experimenting, and never give up on the mission that we're called to do as the church. I believe in you. I'm thankful for you. Keep Rethinking Church, and we'll be back together next week for another episode of Rethinking Church Podcast.